Chapter 2 Portia Ginevra The moon glowed with a magical iridescence, hanging brightly above our heads, dazzling the night sky alongside what seemed like a million stars. It was surprising to see such brightly lit stars, to say the least, considering the amount of light Riverside Creek threw off. The urban jungle's light pollution meant seeing stars was a beautiful rarity. It took us mere minutes to get ready. Since both Bella and Minnie were my dress size, finding an outfit in my closet was easy enough. We all chose matching outfits, each a simple sweater and a nice pair of winter jeans to keep the cold out. I also chose a pair of ankle booties to complement the entire outfit. You're wearing booties to a party? Minnie asked in disbelief. I clicked the heels on my shoes, smiling slightly at the sound. And why not? I got them a few weeks ago and never got to wear them. I'm not about to leave a perfect pair of booties rotting in the wardrobe. Well, I think they're cute. Bella nodded with approval, grinning as I gave her a twirl. They complement your outfit and make your legs look even longer. Like, how is that possible? Thank you, Bella. I'm glad to see that someone here has an actual sense of fashion. I targeted the last part of the sentence in Minnie. She rolled her eyes. Later tonight, when the heels of those booties are killing your feet, don't come complaining to me, she warned. We stepped out of the house, braving the cool winds with a slight shiver. We trudged through the streets toward the boathouse where the countdown party would be held. The winters of Riverside Creek wasn't as cold as some cities, and while it hosted minimal snowy days and even fewer white Christmases, this was no guarantee of warmth. It just meant that, most of the time, winter was closer to a cold autumn than a full-blown blizzard cycle. The waters of the river surrounding the quaint little town never froze, and spending Christmas on the yachts was a common practice for the richer folk in town. Personally, I could remember spending many holidays during my childhood on a white yacht that my family owned. Glorious family feasts and bountiful laughter were constants every time I visited the yacht. I hoped that would never change. My friends and I were a whole block away when the music first reached our ears. This area of town seemed particularly deserted, a few houses dotting the streets every so often. The boathouse stood alone, tall and intimidating against the dark of night, strobes of light emitting from its roof. Here we are, girls. Squeezing both Minnie and Bella's hands in excitement, I let out a small squeal of excitement. The party of the year. That has got to be the biggest understatement you have ever made in your life, Bella sighed, eyes trailing after the strobe lights, taking in every last detail of the boathouse flooded with people. It's going to be the party of the millennium. I'm calling it now. They really outdid themselves this year. As much as Bella's words seemed like an exaggeration, they weren't. It really did seem like the hose had put in an extra effort this year, and the boathouse made full use of its deserted address, blasting the music so loudly that it thumped through the atmosphere. I could feel the rhythm of the music beating against my eardrums even from a distance. Laughter echoed into the night as excited partygoers flooded into the building. The streets nearby were lined with the fanciest and most expensive cars I had ever laid eyes on. And that was saying a lot, considering my well-off background. This is a weekend party, right? I strained to hear Minnie's anxious voice over the sound system. We haven't brought any clothing, or any sanitary supplies. The invitation said that we didn't need to bring anything with us, Bella shouted, raising her voice in competition with the music, struggling to get her words across. All is provided. Provided or not, alcohol is a girl's best breakup formula. This party's gonna cure my heartbreak and help me move on. I just know it, I said, looping my arms around my friends. Come on, girls, time to lay the groundwork for a massive hangover. My friends' cheers were barely even audible compared to those coming from inside the building. The line outside snaked long past the entrance, 
curving around the boathouse and almost out of sight. Bouncers at the doors checked for invitations. I instinctively checked the pocket of my jeans to make sure that our own ticket in was still safely tucked away. Do you think they'll make us wait in line? You are, after all, invited as a guest of honor, Bella pointed out, nudging towards the nasty-looking bouncers. The three men, dressed heavily in black, looked strict and unforgiving, arms crossed over their chests. Tattooed and bulging, they dispassionately regarded each guest before them, one by one. Suddenly, a shout came from the front. I immediately darted over. I was never one to shy away from drama, and honestly, I think everyone that I'd ever met in my life already knew that. Apparently, one of the bouncers straight up smacked a false invitation right out of a man's grip, sending the paper falling to the floor. What the hell, dude? That was a totally legit invitation! The partygoer cried out in protest, not even bending down to retrieve the paper. He projected furious, yet I could sense a hint of anxiety leaking from his mannerisms. For one, his pupils darted around quickly, as if to see if anyone was paying attention. Unfortunately for him, everyone in the vicinity was. All three bouncers ignored the man. Next, they shouted in complete and nearly robotic unison, voices booming over the serial noise. Jeez, talk about being rude, I murmured under my breath. Hey, assholes, I was talking to you. The ignored man proceeded to let out a string of profanities, none of which the bouncers seemed to hear. Instead, three other guards appeared from behind the closed doors of the boathouse. Is there a problem here? Oh shit, that guy's in trouble. Bella took joy in witnessing the man's predicament. Her voice took on a tune as she sang out in delight. You are absolutely sadistic, you know that? Letting out a bark of laughter, I hit bumped my friend slightly. In return, Bella only offered me a mocking scowl, followed by a good-natured flip of her middle finger. They pop good popcorn for the sake of drama, my friend. No beef, no drama. No drama, no popcorn. And you know that homegirl will do anything for food. So is that why you always get into fights? And he asked, stifling a grin as Bella shot her a look of disgust. That was one time. Besides, the jocks totally asked for it. I wasn't the one who asked them to tap my ass whenever I walked past. Damn perverts. I hope they rot in hell. I could only shake my head as I watched my two friends playfully bicker. In that moment, I felt truly blessed to have met them. If I had not, there's no telling how different my life would have been, and for the worst. Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in. A grating and familiar voice drawled from behind me. My hair immediately stood on end, body freezing as I stared straight ahead. It's been too long since I last seen you three dears. Portia. My teeth gritted in annoyance, spitting out the name as if it was laced with poison. I would say it was a pleasant surprise, but my mother taught me not to lie. My ex-best friend let out a bark of laughter, her heels clicking against the gravel of the road as she made her way over to properly face us. If Minnie had thought that my booties were an unwise choice of footwear for a party, she was toppling over at Portia's sky-grazing heels. Unfortunately, Portia's lapdog of a boyfriend had followed along as her plus one. How any of them got an invite, I did not know. Addison, Bella, Minnie. Lucius greeted the three of us with a small nod, his hand never leaving his girlfriend's waist. His knuckles had turned white, indicating a hint of his own discomfort. How have you all been? I knew that the question was directed at me in particular. Pretending that I hadn't caught it, I pursed my lips into a thin line, grip tightening on both Bella and Minnie's arms. Never better, Minnie replied, voice stoic, especially with your fake ass gone out of the way. Seriously though, Bella injected, 
with a smirk that could rival the devil's own grin. She turned to Portia. Did you get plastic surgery? The last time I saw you, your ass was flatter than your chest, and that's saying a lot. None of us missed the split second Portia's eyes darted down to her own cleavage, as if to see for herself if Bella's words were true. But no sooner than it happened, it was gone, masked over by the practiced look of confidence that I myself had practically taught her. I'm the one with the boys trailing after my every woman word, Minerva. And there it was, the opening attack. It was no secret that Minnie had always been the soft-spoken one. Portia knew this. She knew where the weakness was, and she was prepared to strike. Unfortunately, though, for her, she forgot that strength came in numbers. At least none of my boyfriends has ever left me before. Now, I can't say the same for you three. Minerva, darling, didn't Brian leave you just because you had braces back in our sophomore year? Flashing a fake smile, she maneuvered her body to face Bella. And Bella, dearest, how is it between you and Alex? Still not talking? Alex Trevor was Bella's boyfriend of five years. At least he was, until about a month ago when he mysteriously stopped talking to her. Needless to say, Bella was absolutely torn when Alex left her. But like the fierce fighter she was, she bounced back within hours, waving her ex-boyfriend off like a bad dream during an otherwise peaceful sleep. And Addison. There it was. Portia Ginevra would undoubtedly lay the final blow on her absolute rival, me. If I recall, Lucius did leave you to be with me. He saw who truly was worth fighting over. Isn't that right, darling? Lucius stood without emotion, staring straight at us two bickering women. His arm tensed slightly around Portia's waist, and I could practically see the cogs turning in his head, searching for an answer that would offend neither of us. Portia was already starting to get impatient with Lucius's lack of an answer. His lips were parted just the slightest, yet still, no sound came out. Seeing his silence, I took the opportunity to cut in with a sinister grin of my own. Poor you then, Porsche. I dragged out the old nickname, an absolutely delighted grin on my face. Having the need to lap up my seconds? Just like the good old days, isn't it? Such fun times they were. Not one person within a five-mile radius could have possibly missed the fumes that shot from Portia's ears when we three pushed past her. Lucius's hand dropped to his side as Minnie, Bella, and I sashayed away from the scene, my final words hanging in the air.